Aloha, you are listening to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. I'm your host, Chad Ford, and my guest today is the Athletics' Tony Jones, who has just been absolutely crushing it uh, lately on The Athletic. Uh, he covers the hottest team in the NBA right now. Uh, your stuff has been fantastic, Tony. And, and that that article on Mike Conley, I mean, that, that, that that's one of the best things I've read all year uh, in NBA writing. So it's just great stuff. If you haven't checked out or subscribed to Tony um, at The Athletic and you're interested in what makes the Jazz tick um, or, or how they've come to become this, this team that we're seeing this year, uh, Tony has just incredible insights uh, every day at The Athletic. Thank you. Uh, that, that was too kind. That was too kind an intro. Um, I really appreciate um, I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, it, it's uh, I, I will say this about the Mike Conley story. It's um, that, you know, telling a story like that is the reason why, you know, I got into journalism in the first place. So, you know, that was uh, it was it was really it's really rewarding you know, more than most to, to be able to, um, to, to receive a lot of positive feedback on, on that, because, you know, uh, I was really happy that, you know, all parties involved, you know, kind of really, uh, kind of bore their soul a little bit. So. Yeah, it was powerful storytelling. Uh, it, like you said, it allowed people to open up and see the human side, um, uh, you know, of a player in a franchise and, um, it's also got to be a lot of fun uh, to be covering a team uh, that's playing as well as the Jazz are playing right now. I don't know if I said this to you before, but um, I don't know that I would have seen this in my lifetime, you know, to be able to cover an NBA team this good. Like, this is rare, like extremely rare. And and it might be, it might be like once in a lifetime or, or once in a generation. That's how good they are. Um, whether, whether the jazz have a chance to win is whether the jazz win a championship or not. Uh, I, I, I don't think anybody can deny at this point that they have a chance to, um, uh, whether they're favorites or not. Um, you know, they've, you know, they've been the best team in the league overall, um, this season. And, you know, you say this with the knowledge that the postseason is obviously different basketball. And, you know, and that they obviously probably wouldn't be the, the favorite heading into the postseason. Um, but I think both things can be true. I think um, I, I think that, you know, the Jazz can be lauded for the work that they've done uh, and acknowledged as 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 a as a great team um, and still, you know, acknowledge that, the you know, the Los Angeles Lakers and Los Angeles Clippers and and the Brooklyn Nets are, are probably the teams that that should be headed that should be the favorites uh, heading into the playoffs. And it's it's also interesting that if this team was playing this way and they were the Lakers or the Warriors, uh, there probably wouldn't be the skepticism that there is around the Jazz. I, in part, just because people don't get to see this team, unfortunately, uh, play enough. And one of the things is that they're playing really fun basketball. They're an extremely enjoyable team uh, to watch on the court. And uh, it was a little bit disappointing to see uh, that the Jazz didn't get, um, I think maybe it was one national TV uh, appearance uh, in the second half of the season. Was that right, Tony? Yeah, one, 
one from TNT. Yeah. One TNT Nash, one TNT Imperial. Bizarre because it's it's really great basketball. Well, we're not we're not doing a jazz podcast today, so don't panic. Uh, but but central to the jazz success has been the NBA draft, and Tony and I are going to do our first lottery mock draft uh, of the year today. We're going to go back and forth uh, selecting picks. Uh, to put a draft order together midseason is really difficult, especially if you've looked at the NBA standings anytime lately and seen how bunched together so many of these teams are. So I went to ESPN's Basketball Power Index. Um, that list teams' projected records through the season through a number of statistical factors. I, I think it's it's probably a better look at where teams are going to be at the end of the season than necessarily their records right now. Uh, and then based off of that, we put together a draft order that obviously is going to change and obviously will be affected by the NBA draft lottery where the top two, uh, top three teams each have a 14% chance of getting the top pick and, and so on, as you know how the draft lottery works. And so doing a mock draft this time of season is tough until really until the draft lottery is over we don't really know the order but but we have some guesses now based off of where teams what teams have played and what's going on right now and so we're going to do our best uh, to give you uh, our mock draft uh, for the 2021 season our first one we're just going to cover the lottery and we're going to let tony have the first pick in the draft and based off of that espn bpi it has the minnesota timberwolves projected to have the worst record uh, in the league, which is actually pretty good news for Minnesota Timberwolves fans because the Timberwolves have to trade this pick to the Golden State Warriors if this is pick four through 30. And so the only way Minnesota keeps this pick is if they fall in the top three. Right now, if the season were to end tomorrow, they'd have about a 40.7% chance of keeping this year's draft pick, of falling in the top three in the draft. So this is no guarantee for Minnesota uh, that they'll have the number one pick. They also had the number one pick last year. Tony, you're on the board. Who do you select if you're the Timberwolves with the number one pick in the 2021 NBA draft? I select... Okay. Um... I will not need three minutes to make this selection. Um, I'm selecting Kay Cunningham, six foot seven, 220 pound point guard out of Oklahoma State. And so when you um, when you make your draft selections, um, you do two, you draft for two things. You draft um, for value and you draft for need. And this is both a need pick and a value pick for, for, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Number one, Kay Cunningham um, is the best player in the draft. Um, you know, I, I think the gap is actually closed um, because, you know, I think Jonathan Kaminga and, 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 and Jalen Green, you know, both of those guys, you look at them and they have some real special tools. Um, but that being said, you know, Kay Cunningham is is still in my eyes the, the most sure, um, most sure superstar player in this draft, um, and and I think that th- that's a compliment to how good this draft is going to be, especially in the top five. Um, but you know, Cunningham can score at all three levels. You know, he's sick. He's all of six seven, all of two twenty. He's he's a natural point guard. Um, you know, if you're Minnesota, you're trying to trade D'Angelo Russell, um, like as soon as possible. Um, and you know, you, you put Kay Cunningham in the backcourt with Anthony Edwards, who I think both of us can both safely say has played better than we thought he would. Um, 
And I think that that's uh, obviously a, a backcourt for the future uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, and a really nice triumvirate with Carl uh, Anthony Towns. So um, definitely, uh, you know, we all will always talk about we need to know some, num- some of these number one picks to go out east, but you get another number one pick and, and another kind of generational prospect that comes to the Western Conference. I'm totally in, totally in agreement with you, Tony. I, I think, look, I don't think that, I think there's five guys that can make a claim to the number one pick in this draft. And so it's it's not like Cunningham is a lock here. But because of that, I would put all of these players in the same tier. And then when you look at what Minnesota actually needs on their basketball team right now, I think Cunningham is just the right fit uh, for this team uh, as well. And I, I see him as a really nice compliment to Carl Anthony Towns and to Ant-Man right now. And and I think that this is this will be a huge boon for Minnesota if they get this pick. And, you know, look, everybody in Minnesota has got to be crossing their fingers at this point. Uh, like you said, if they fall out of the top three, Golden State gets this pick. And I think Golden State already won that Andrew Wiggins, D'Angelo Russell trade as it is. But if they end up getting, you know, the fourth pick or fifth pick in this draft as 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 well, uh, it's going to be, you know, an absolute massacre on that trade. And and here's the thing, Just, this is the this is what you there are five number one picks in this draft: Kay Cunningham, and Evan Mobley, uh, Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Green. Those are all number one pick guys. All five of them. So if this pick, it's not like if, you know, this pick, you know, falls to number four, you know, Golden State's going to get a different caliber of player. They're not. They're going to get the same caliber of player, uh, the same caliber of player as you 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 get if you had the number one pick in this draft. Yeah. Great, great uh, moment for for Golden State if, if they end up getting this. Let's go to number two. Uh, according to the ESPN BPI index, Cleveland Cavaliers are on the board at two. I get to make this selection. I'm going with Evan Mobley here. Uh, the, the guy that I think you could make the argument just based on on-court play uh, may, may have the best resume of anybody right now. He's been absolutely great for USC this year. And it's the versatility, again, for a seven-footer that's just astounding. His ability to score from anywhere on the floor, including being able to take his man off the dribble to the basket. So much shade of Chris Bosh in his game, with one exception, which is that he's been a terrific rim protector uh, for USC this year. He's averaging three blocks a game. Uh, he, to me, if, if Cade Cunningham is the modern prototypical NBA wing, Evan Mobley is the modern prototypical NBA big man. He's skinny. He's going to have to add strength. Uh, he does get pushed around in the middle and some more physical big men uh, like Joel Embiid, uh, for example, are going to you know, <laughs> mistreat him a little bit in the paint. But when you look at Cleveland, you've got Andre Drummond, uh, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, if he even stays with this, uh, with the team much longer, uh, eventually, you know, Cleveland is going to find a new home for Kevin Love at some point. He's got a couple of years left on his contract or whatever. They've addressed backcourt uh, and wing in the last couple of drafts. I think it's time for them to go big. And I think Evan Mobley, to me, is the no-brainer best big man uh, in this draft. And and it, it's for, for those of you that are like, ah, just shying away from NBA big men, NBA big men. Uh, two two of those guys right now are in the running for MVP, uh, two NBA big men. And Evan Mobley has all the prototypical skills that you want 
um, in a player uh, as your big. And those guys don't come along every day. So I think this is a, and to me, a no-brainer for Cleveland who they should select. Even I'll even go a step further and say if Cleveland got the number one pick in the draft, I think I would still probably advocate for that particular team uh, to go Evan Mobley. Uh, I agree with you. Um, you know, I might go. I, I might, if I were you, go Jonathan Kaminga here, just because I think that he's going to be um, a next level wing guy in this league. Um, but here's the thing with Mobley. Um, I'm playing him 100% with Jared Allen uh, if I'm Cleveland. I'm starting Mobley at the four because Mobley can shoot threes and Mobley can handle the basketball. This guy, Evan Mobley handles the basketball like a guard. He can 100% get the rebound and lead a break um, pretty much every time that he touches the basketball. He's a terrific passer. He can shoot, he can shoot the ball from the perimeter. Um, you know, I, I can I, I, I honestly think that he has some upside uh, as a pick and roll handler if if you develop him correctly. Um, he's not a back to the basket guy. He's a face to the basket guy. And the, the biggest thing about Evan Mobley, he is an absolute game changer defensively, just a game changer. And and I say this in the paint and outside of the paint. I think that he can guard outside of the paint. I, you know, I think you can 100 uh, percent play Evan Mobley at, the, at power forward in this league with a center like Jared Allen and and still have space, the spacing necessary to to uh, to make Darius Garland and, 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 and Colin Sexton work. Um, that would be a real good. Lord. I mean, with I, you know, with a coral, with, you know, everything that they have. Um, I think if, if Evan Mobley can make Cleveland an instant playoff contender in his rookie season. Really interesting young team at that point uh, for, for Cleveland if they if they add Mobley to this mix uh, that they have. I'm, I'm, I think the jury's still out on Okora a little bit and Garland and uh, but but I think that the Jared Allen, I think you make a great point about the combination of Jared, Jared Allen and, and Evan Mobley uh, in that front court. Tony, I think you may have already given away where you're likely to go at three. You are on the board now with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, again, we're using ESPN's uh, BPI, Basketball Power Index, to uh, put these teams in this particular order. These are their projected records at the end of the season. So the Pistons are with a third projected worst record in the league. Who do you have Detroit going uh, for at number three? <laughs> yeah, I'm going Jonathan Kaminga, baby. Uh, um I'm going Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, he is everything that you're looking for in 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 a in a big wing, six foot nine, two hundred ten pounds, two hundred fifteen pounds. Uh, is going to be a two two way wing from day one. Um, uh, by the way, can it, I think I think it's going to be is it's getting hard to overstate how good this uh, G League Ignite team is for 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 Kaminga and, and Jalen Green's um development. Um I think both of those guys have had the ability to really hit the ground running next season. But uh Kaminga, um, you know, he's switchable. You know, I, I think that he projects to be able to guard at least four to five NBA positions. Um, you know, he's he's terrific in transition. He's terrific defender. He's got a big time NBA body. Um in you know, if you're the Detroit Pistons, 
you know, you're 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 putting, you know, Jonathan Kaminga uh, with with uh, with Jeremy Grant, and you basically have two really elite sized uh, NBA wings in, in in your front court or or on your roster uh, to to play together, and I think that that's um, really something that's that's gonna that's gonna help them down the road. I think this is a great, great choice for Detroit uh, as well. Uh, the upside is tremendous. I think people forget that he re- reclassified and is also one of the youngest players in this draft as well. And so if you're looking and seeing some rawness there, and there is some rawness, I think, you know, that shooting is going to be a swing skill that will probably determine, you know, what Kaminga's ultimate upside is. But he does so many other things well and has even shown, that I think, a really high feel for the game and, you know, passing ability and what have you. He just seems like there's too much here to pass on, even when there's some other good prospects who could be good for Detroit and Jalen Suggs and Jalen Green still on the board. So Kaminga would also be my choice, Tony, um, at three uh, with Detroit, which which gives me OKC, who's going to have two picks in this lottery uh, because, as you know, Sam Presti loves to hoard draft picks. Uh, they'll likely have their own and the, the Houston Rockets pick uh, this year as well. And, you know, they're a team in complete rebuild mode that there's some interesting prospects on this team, but there's really only one guy uh, that you don't really necessarily want to du- duplicate, which is Shai Gilgis-Alexander, who is a borderline all-star this year um, for them. And then, then everybody else uh, aren't in the same category as the prospects that are left on the board here. And, I, and Tony, I, I've been going back and forth in with this pick between Jalen Suggs and Jalen Green. I, I think both of them could be really nice fits uh, at OKC. Jalen Green, to me, has a has a higher ceiling uh, than Jalen Suggs does, but Jalen Suggs, to me, has a higher floor uh, than Jalen Green does. And, you know, part of it is coming back just to some intangibles as well. I, I, I'm a huge Suggs fan. I love how his feel for the game. I love his leadership uh, and uh, how competitive he is as a basketball player. Green is a better athlete. And I, and I think a better pure scorer uh, than Suggs is. But I think Suggs has a little more versatility to play both backcourt positions. And and because of that, I'm giving him the edge and going to go with Jalen Suggs uh, to the Thunder at four. I, you know, if you're asking my opinion, I'm probably going Jalen Green. Uh, and the only reason I would go Jalen Green over Jalen Suggs, because all things are equal, I don't want to take the basketball too much out of Shy Gilders Alexander's hands. And Jalen Suggs is a natural point guard. Jalen Green is an, is nat, naturally plays off the ball. Um, you know, and so in Jalen Green's a lot more developed now than his his you could see his rate of development as as opposed to last year or the or the year before. Um he's a next level athlete, but he's also has a chance to be a next level scorer as well. Um, you know, you look at Jalen Green, and I think that he has a chance to one day lead the one day lead the league in scoring. Um, you know, so uh, just because you know the the SGA factor, uh, how good he is with the ball in his hands, how good he is creating. Uh, I don't want to bring another primary creator to have to figure out how to divvy up touches when you know you have another guy who probably fits just a little bit better, who's the same, who's, who's the same level of player. Well, then I just dropped into your lap. Uh, Tony's New York Knicks are the fifth pick in the draft. 
Uh, and this is again, well, you, this is you, again, according to yeah. ESPN's BPI, don't get mad at me, Knicks fans. If you're wondering why they're not five and not a playoff team uh, here, uh, this is according to ESPN's BPI projections. The Knicks are five. It's Tony's team. And I think I just dropped your guy into your lap at number five. But Jalen Green it goes to the New York Knicks. So um, the, definitely, um, you know, the, the Knicks have, uh, a guy, like I said, who has a potential to lead the league in scoring. Um, you know, it. like, do you want to say that he kind of invokes memories of a young Kobe Bryant? I mean, you know, I think the skill level and, and the athleticism, you don't want to put that, you don't want to put too much on a guy, but I mean, you know, he, he's, he's skilled, man. And he, and, and I think, you know, you look at him, with you know playing with the G League Ignite, you know I think that he's really competitive, um, and I think that he's a guy that you know you know when he has you down, I think he's going to try to step on your throat, uh, figuratively of course, not literally, um, but uh, I, I think that he's he's almost everything that you look for in a high octane octane scoring shooting guard. Well, Knicks fans, there you have uh, Tony Jones invoking uh, the specter of Kobe Bryant uh, with uh, with Jalen Green. And if they got Jalen Suggs. So wait a minute. So so in this draft, I've, I've compared Kobe Bryant and Grant Hill, right? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Tony with a very strong comps there. When we come back, we're going to do picks six through ten. We're doing our first lottery mock draft of the year. I'm with Tony Jones of The Athletic. And you've been listening to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board on the Locked On Podcast Network. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, be better? There is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is the daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions that members can swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I've been using Headspace for years personally. It helps me to focus, helps me to wind down uh, at the end of the day, and helps me keep a perspective, and that's what mindfulness is all about. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 60,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. You deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA. That's headspace.com slash locked on NBA for a free one month trial with access to Headspace full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal being offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash locked on NBA today. I want to talk about our new sponsor, rockauto.com. It's a family business that's been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. And if you think about chain stores and they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody. They're reliably low. They offer the lowest possible prices rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. 
rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then you choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we are back talking 2021 NBA Mock Draft 1.0. Uh, this is with Tony Jones. We're we're taking turns selecting our picks. Kate Cunningham's off the board. Evan Mobley's off the board. Jonathan Kaminga's off the board. Jalen Suggs is off the board. Jalen Green is off the board. And those are the consensus top five guys now. And then there's a pretty significant gap that's going to come next. And unfortunately, I'm going to be the guy that has to sort of break that gap now because... Teams are all over the place after you get those five guys off the boards. And there's five, six, maybe even seven guys that you'll hear teams talk about as the next guy on their board. And all of them will admit that, again, there's a big drop off there. Orlando is who we have at six. Again, this is according to ESPN's Basketball Power Index and the projected records through the end of the season, with Orlando having the sixth pick in the draft. Evan Fonier is going to be gone as a... Uh, as a free agent, uh, I, I think it's time to replace him with a shooting guard. And I went back and forth between, I think, a guy who's a little bit more of a sure thing, uh, James Booknight out of UConn, and a guy who has tremendous upside but is a major work in project pro- progress right now in Keon Johnson um, out, out of Tennessee. Uh, I'm the type of guy that tends to often lead, uh, uh, lean towards take the guy with a higher ceiling. And that has been a move that the Magic have made with Jeff Weltman and John Hammond uh, throughout the years. But also, Orlando's getting impatient. Um, this is a team that can't constant be, constantly be in flux, a team that can't constantly continue to reimagine themselves and wait on, on players. And so for that reason, if I'm just projecting right now, uh, who Orlando takes at six, I think it's going to be Buck Knight out of UConn, uh, a guy who's missed some of the season uh, with injuries, but is a, an athletic scorer who really can get to the basket. His jump shot is is solid. It's not as good as it needs to be. But I think a guy who, if you're just thinking right now about the prospects that are left on the board uh, that are likely to have an impact in the NBA, I think he's probably the safest bet at this point at six. So... I really like him. Um, you know, I don't like the, the offense that, that UConn has run. So I'm, I'm of the opinion that um, when James gets to, to the league, um, 
the space is really going to help him. He's going to be one of those guys you get to that he gets to the league and you're like, wow, like he looks better. He looks a little bit better now than he did in college. But um, the one thing about James, he's really crafty, like, you know, real handles. Like he's got uh, – he can really handle the basketball. Uh, he's got a really nice first step. And he's a really good finisher at the basket, which is a real underrated skill. Um, you know, so – I think that, you know, like a lot of college guys, I think he's going to have to hit the weight room. He's going to have to get stronger, Um, um, you know, but I I think that he's a guy that can finish in traffic. Um, The question that I have for him is, you know, is he a guy that's that's going to be, you know, a guy that that develops into a, a, a real uh, force at the next level in terms of an all-around player, or is or is or is he Jordan Clarkson? Is he, you know, a six-man of the year type uh, in the NBA? And you know, and I think that that's something that teams are going to have to ask and answer themselves as as we head into the pre-draft process. Well, if he's twenty twenty-one, Jordan Clarkson, uh, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable with taking him at the sixth pick of the draft. I think Clarkson uh, had somewhat of a case as an all-star as well. Uh, that's how good yeah. he's been for the Jazz this year. If he's off the board at six, Tony, you're going to get another pick for Oklahoma City here um, at seven. This is via the Rockets. The Thunder have the best of their oh, own yeah. pick. This is going to be easy for The me. Rockets pick and the Heat picks. And so right now the Rockets pick is projected to be here. Uh, the R- Rockets pick is protected top four. So if the Rockets were somehow to move into the top four, Oklahoma City doesn't get this pick. Right now we have them at seven, which means Oklahoma City gets it. Um, we have them taking Jalen Suggs earlier, though you would have taken Jalen Green. Who do you take with the other uh, pick at number seven? I'm, I know where you're going. I'm going Scotty Barnes. Is that where you no. thought I was going? No, what happened to Grant Hill? No, no, man. I'm, I'm a little bit off of Grant Hill a little bit, but I'm going Scotty Barnes. Okay. Scott, listen, the one thing that we have to do is we have to put ourselves in into the mind. Like we have to we have to assimilate what these teams do, right? And Scotty Barnes is an Oklahoma City special. What does Oklahoma City love? They love length and athleticism and they love guys who can defend. What does Scotty ba- Scotty Barnes do? He's six foot nine, he's 220 foot 25 pounds. He has a seven foot three wingspan and he defends like a maniac. He is an Oklahoma City special. He has Oklahoma City written all over him. The one thing I do like about Scotty Barnes uh, at this point, he's a really nice playmaker. Like he's he's a much better playmaker than he should be uh, at this point. Um, now I, I now the one thing I do think is is that you know can he score at the NBA level? Can he go out and get 20, 22 points a game? Uh, at any point of his career, I think that that's a, that's a question. Uh, and, you know, his just like uh, the, the swing skill with Jonathan Kaminga, uh, his shooting is going to be a swing, swing skill uh, for him as well. But the defense, the athleticism, the switchability, uh, the length, he's fully 6'9". I'm going Scotty Barnes for Oklahoma City SF. I, I, I love that pick. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Scotty Barnes fan. Uh, as well. And I, I think a way to think about him, I'm not saying these are the same players, by the way, but he can have an impact like Draymond Green has an impact, even if he's not scoring the basketball, because he does so many other things well, and he's going to be able to defend multiple positions. And I agree with Tony that he seems like a lock as far as an Oklahoma City 
uh, type of prospect here. And so I think I think that's a great call at seven. That gives me the Wizards at eight, uh, a team that has you know been surprising uh, lately. But I think down the long run, we know that Russell Westbrook uh, and Bradley Beal are not their backcourt of the future. Uh, that this is ultimately going to be where they're going to have to address. That it's that at some point um, we're going to see some changes there uh, in Washington, uh, and and so that leads me to. Uh, and and you could pick a lot of different guys here who I think the best you know wing two guard uh, is on the board and uh, I think for upside to me that's going to be Keon Johnson out of Tennessee who already is an elite defender and elite athlete uh, and the question mark is going to be again around uh, his shooting uh, that's his swing skill right now that we're going to watch closely he, offensively uh, he's had some some really good games for Tennessee and he's had some games that have not been not been so great uh, but I've seen him come on as the season goes on he's again one of the younger players in this draft I think he's got a lot of terrific upside and I think he's a good long-term prospect for uh, Washington at eight you know I you know I, I love that whole conglomerate in Tennessee um, you know the one thing that about Keon, he's really young. Um, you know, he's still 18. Um, you know, so I, I think that he has a lot of upside. Uh, I think if he puts some weight on, I think if he look, works at that jump shot, um, you know, I think that he's he's a guy that you're going to look at. The, the one thing about this Tennessee team, right, and, and if you're an NBA team, everybody on that roster defends or else you're just not going to be on the floor. And um, it's kind of like it's kind of like a Jay Wright thing, right? Like, you know, you're getting a Jay Wright kid. You know, you're getting um, a guy who has a chance of being an elite NBA role player. He knows how to play. He can mesh. He plays the right way. Moves the basketball. Like, there's there's a ton of things that come with drafting a, a Villanova guy that you know that you're going to get. And I think that one of the things with 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 Tennessee under this Rick Barnes era is that you. You know, you draft one of Rick's kids, um, that guy's going to come in and he's going to know how to defend right away. And I think that that's such a valuable skill at the NBA level. I think that you you can't discount that. And, and look, there's other shooting guards or wings that, that pe- people can make arguments on. But because I believe that Keon Johnson brings that skill to the table, and, and I think that we can count and bet on that skill, he seems less risky than some of the other guys where you're betting on a lot of different skills that ultimately they're going to bring to the table. That puts the Chicago Bulls uh, in your court, Tony, um, at nine. Is this where we get Jalen Johnson? No. I'm sorry. Wow. Jalen, I'm sorry. Wow. It's a cold um, day for Jalen Johnson. It's cold day for Jalen I'm staying, I'm staying with Tennessee. I'm gonna I'm selecting Jaden Springer. I listen, I think that Jaden Springer has a chance to be really, really good. Um, I, I think that, you know, he's, um, he's a really good athlete. Uh, I think that he's, uh, he has the chance to be, he has real upside as a shooter. Um, you know, I think they just same thing with, you know, just same thing with, you know, defensively, you know, you get a Tennessee kid, he's going to, he's going to be able to defend. Um, but most of all, I think that Kobe White is a six man. And, you know, I think that um, I really like Patrick Williams, so I don't want to draft over him. Um, 
you know, they, I don't think that there's a four or five at this point that, you know, that, that you can take, that you can take this high. So I'm, I'm taking Jaden Springer. I'm, I'm, I'm going a little against the grain here today. So, you know, that, that's where I'm, that's where I'm going. That's not completely against the grain. I, it's certainly not the consensus that he goes that high. I, I'd probably put his consensus somewhere in the late teens, early 20s right now. Uh, but, the, but there are teams that have him that high. He's, he's a little bit more of a polarizing prospect, uh, partly because of what is his position in the NBA. And then some of it's how you feel about that jump shot. He's actually shot the ball quite well from three. Uh, he doesn't take a lot of threes. And, and some teams are a little bit worried about his jump shot being a bit mechanical. Uh, but it's it's been going in. And, and as you say, he does bring a lot of other things to the table, which you pointed out. So I, I don't think that's out of left field. Uh, it might be a little, definitely a little bit higher than I'd have him, but that's that's why we're doing this together. Uh, and I'm grateful that you put him there because then it allows me to draft the guy that uh, I'm I'm on the train. I might be the only one on the train um, right now. I have not gotten off the train about Greg Brown out of Texas. We've got the Kings, Sacramento Kings at 10. Again, according to ESPN's uh, Basketball Power Index and their projected records. And, uh, you know, Brown to me, athletically, I, I think is the best athlete in this draft. Uh, it, just an explosive athlete. He's playing out of position at Texas, but that doesn't really bother me. I, I think it... It actually has been good for him uh, to be able to pick up some wing skills. Everybody's pointed out that I think he's got a grand total of three assists this season, which is obviously a bit scary. But then when you watch how Texas uses Greg Brown and and what he's asked to do out there on a a very veteran team on the court, uh, it it does make at least a little bit more sense to me uh, why he's not picking up more assists. He can stretch the floor a bit. uh, He can finish above the rim. I think ultimately in the NBA, he's a four. And uh, I think that he, the thing that I like about Greg Brown is that he has all this athletic ability and he's a hard worker. Uh, he's a guy who gets after it every day. Uh, the Texas program raves about him uh, and what he's been in the system. And when you put that athletic ability with hard work and determination, I think that we're going to see down the road that that he's going to be one of the better prospects of this draft. So that's who I have uh, for Sacramento at, teen, at 10. And I certainly think that they can use a player like that in their front court. Well, I think he's going to have to develop away from the basket. Uh, that's that's one of the things. But the, he's, the, the athleticism is jaw-dropping, right? Like, you know, some of the, some of the things they see that he's able to do getting off the ground uh, is jaw-dropping. And, you know, I think that he wants to defend. And, you know, this, this Sacramento team, that's what they need. Um, you know, I, 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 I like the pick, you know, I, I think that, you know, when you look at, I, I want Greg to go somewhere where, you know, that's a real spot where that's development, right? I want him to go to San Antonio because I, I feel like you go to San Antonio, you know, you're going to develop, you know, so. I'm not sure that you're going to develop in Sacramento, um, you know, but I, I can't argue with any of the attributes. The athleticism is just absolutely jaw-dropping. It's it's almost Blake Griffin-like, not Blake Griffin now, but Blake Griffin in 2010. Um, but he's got to develop his body a little bit, and he's got to develop away from the basket. But if he can do that, I think, uh, I think that the athleticism re- is really going to help him in the league. 10 picks are in the book. 
I'm with Tony Jones of The Athletic uh, doing our first mock draft of the year, Mock Draft Lottery. When we return, picks 11, 12, 13, and 14. You can listen to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar tastes even better than the old ones. There are in 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. That's on top of all of the original flavors that you typically love, the coconut almond, the raspberry, the banana bread, one of my favorites, the mint brownie. Also love that orange bar and the coconut one as well, of course, being in Hawaii. And the great thing about these bars is that they taste like a candy bar, but they're actually healthy. And for for someone like me who exercises a lot and runs a lot and cares a lot about what he puts into his system, I love the fact that it's low calorie, it's low sugar, it's got high protein, it's got high fiber, 19 grams of protein, uh, in fact, which is which is pretty awesome. And so go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on. That's builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. And we are back doing a mock draft of the lottery. Uh, we're basing our picks off of ESPN's Basketball Power Index, which has projected records for teams. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, James Booknight, Scotty Barnes, Keon Johnson, Jaden Springer, and Greg Brown are off the board. The Atlanta Hawks are projected to have the 11th worst record uh, in the league. Tony, is this where we get Jalen Johnson? Nope. <laughs> I'm I'm not turning my back on Jalen, man, but you got to go best player available uh, on this board. And, you know, uh, at this point, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going Zaire Williams, um, you know, out, out of Stanford. Now, you know, now I think Zaire has a lot of developing to do, um, but I think he's a smart kid. Um, the injuries, the injuries scare me a little bit. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, if he adds muscle, uh, he stays in that weight room, uh, you know, gets those, you know, uh, has upside as a shooter, even though his shooting percentages were down, have been down this year. But he's a, a good passer, a good defender, 6'8". Um, you know, you just need wings at this level. And, you know, I think that, Right now, wings, that's your, your most premium position. And, you know, I think that that's uh, – he's a guy that I think can do some stuff off the dribble as well. Uh, you know, but you, the the thing with, with the Atlanta Hawks right now is you have to surround Trey Young with as many long and athletic and guys who can defend as humanly possible, humanly possible, um, because it's, it's – you know, it's other than that, it's going to be really hard to defend at a high level if you're the Atlanta Hawks. 
whenever Trey Young is on the floor. So um, I'm going Zaire Williams, and, you know, I think that he's the, the highest upside pick left, and I think that if he really hits, he has a chance to be a star. All right, Zaire Williams, not not controversial compared to where he was ranked at the season. Certainly that, that strength issue seems to be the biggest limiting factor in what he's going to do, and obviously it amplifies when it gets to the NBA when he's actually against stronger, bigger um, players. The Memphis Grizzlies are on the board at 12, and a couple ways that a couple directions to go here um, with the Grizzlies. I took uh, Franz Wagner uh, out of uh, out of Michigan, uh, a, a guy that our analytics friends love, one of the most versatile players uh, in this draft. None of his numbers necessarily blow you away, ex- except for the his ability uh, to get steals and blocks, uh, which is uh, you know something that I think is really interesting for a guy that's six nine uh, and his ability to defend multiple positions on the floor. Um, he's able to move his feet well. He just has extremely great uh, instincts and awareness on the defensive end, and he's also pretty versatile on the offensive end as well. If there's a question mark about him, it's his his three point shooting, which is. Uh, been mediocre, I think is what I would say. He shoots it well from the free throw line, and that tends to be uh, a better indicator of projecting from college uh, to the pros. Uh, but just a guy that I think that when you look at, again, now betting between upside and high floor, this at Wa- uh, Wagner gives you some of both. And that's why I really, I think ultimately he ends up in the lottery. I think at the beginning of the season, NBA team saw him as a late first round, early second round pick. But given Michigan's success this year and given how much he impacts winning on both ends of the court, I think this is a great place for him to go 12 at Minnesota. Well, I, I think that one of the things that we've learned about France is that, you know, he's got upside as an NBA wing, right? Like, uh, you know, uh, I think that, you know, he's a, a, a different uh, player than his brother. Um, I think that, you know, he's, he's a guy that can play a little bit with the ball in his hands. Um, I, I really love, um, you know, the way, you know, he's just got a lot of all around skill. Uh, he's not going to blow you off the board athletically, but you know, he's, he's going to be able to shoot the basketball. He can shoot dribble and pass and he's got really good size for his position. So, uh, I completely see where 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 the, where the pick where the pick is 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 going to come. Tony, that puts you on the board at thirteen with the San Antonio Spurs. Who do you take with the Spurs at thirteen? It's not Jalen. It's not Jalen Johnson. <laughs> uh, San Antonio Spurs number thirteen. I am taking Corey Kispert from Gonzaga. Um, I've been in love with him and watching him this year. Uh, he is the best shooter in the draft. Um, and, you know, he's just, you know, he's a, a willing defender. Um, he, I, I think he's just going to, he would absolutely pop in a system like San Antonio's. Um, you know, he's got a quick release, got a gunslinger's mentality. Uh, he's more than a shooter. He can, you know, he, he, uh, he's got real size, 6'8". Um, is this the first senior that's off the board? First senior, and I think only the second under uh, upperclassman. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going Corey Kispert. He's um, shooters, especially shooters with elite size, uh, are 
are at a premium at the NBA level. Uh, and I think that he's he's I think he's he's the guy for San Antonio there. All right. That leaves me with the New Orleans Pelicans at 14. And I'm going to go ahead and select your guy for you at this point. I think at this point, Jalen Johnson starts to make sense as a big ball handler, a guy that can rebound. Obviously had a rocky season at Duke. Uh, there's been a lot of fingers pointed over the fact that he left the season early when he couldn't agree on his role uh, with Coach K going forward. Uh, some people have disparaged him for that. I think other people say, look, you know, this young man's job ultimately is to take care of himself and his draft draft stock going forward. I think it's going to hurt, hurt him a bit uh, with NBA teams, which is why he's sliding. But at, at a certain point, the talent is going to overcome that. And for me, this is probably the right range uh, for Jalen Johnson. And I think he could be a nice fit on the Pelicans. What do you think, Tony? I agree. You know, the, the, the thing with, with Jalen, he's, he's really got to, um, um, he's really got to, to develop, you know, the scoring parts of his game. And, you know, and I think that uh, he's, he's got to develop defensively as well, but, you know, like I said, the, you just can't teach the, the ball handling at his size and the passing at his size uh, and some of the things that he does it at, at his size. And I think that he's a good uh, and, and he's a terrific, terrific athlete. Um, you know, I, I think he's thing about Jalen. I think he's got to go to a good situation. And I, and I think that on the court, I think the New Orleans is going to be a good situation. He's not going to be, um, he's not going to be asked to, to, to contribute, uh, in a major way in terms of in terms of putting a team on his back. Uh, that's, you know, he's going to go there and that's Brandon Ingram's team. That's not, that's Zion Williamson's team, obviously. Uh, so he's going to be able to go in and just try to be able to, to, to contribute. But if he pops, I mean, this is a guy that to me is one of the top six or seven um, pure talents in this class. Okay, he's Tony Jones of The Athletic. Make sure you check out his stuff uh, on The Athletic. Uh, Tony, thanks so much for re, uh, doing our first mock draft for the 2021 NBA Draft. Uh, you've been awesome. And this has been Chad Ford's NBA Big Board on the Locked On Podcast Network. Aloha. Aloha.